good, everyone? What's happening, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that all of you are having a great day, a great rest of your week. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the time of day it may be. I thank you for joining me today on this latest edition of All In, All Out. Today's topic, patience. And here's why I want to talk about, rather, it was on my heart to talk about this topic of patience today because I believe that people truly underestimate the art of patience because best believe being patient is a skill it's something that you don't learn instantly it takes time to develop that skill of patience because whether we want a certain amount of money whether we want to achieve a certain thing whether we want to obtain a certain element within our lives. Sometimes it takes patience and that's a skill, especially nowadays. And what my pastor calls the microwave mentality where people want things now. They want it now. If you look at, for example, sports teams, they are in a win-now mode, where back then, most of the time, teams built through the draft. If you look at players, for example, Magic Johnson, he was drafted by the Lakers, he was developed through the Lakers system. Larry Bird, drafted by the Boston Celtics, crafted and molded through that organization. LeBron, even LeBron, even KD, Oklahoma City and Miami Heat, excuse me, not Miami, the Cleveland Cavaliers, respectively, they were groomed in that system. Now, even though all of those players were extremely talented, extremely skilled, they were still developed in that respective system in hopes that after a certain period of time, after a certain amount of patience, hopefully they can deliver a championship and overall team equity success. Because at the end of the day, in, in regards to the NBA, it's a business. Now, unfortunately, Katie failed. LeBron initially failed in his first run, but did come back and win the title. But that's besides the point. And you see, here's why I believe my pastor made the the statement 
that we need to stop having a microwave mentality. And here's how, here's when I remember the first time you made that statement. It was a, of course, it was a Sunday. And on that day, we were set to have a guest speaker for that Sunday service. And for those who don't know, my church, church is Christ Victory Center International, North Connecticut, 25 Van Sand Street. We offer, obviously, physical service. And if you're not able to make it physically, we offer Zoom service. If you have any interest, please contact me on my social media platforms. For our service, it typically, typically starts at noon. And the guest speaker was running late for whatever reason. Don't know. And prior to Sunday service starting, we have praise and worship. For those who don't know what praise and worship is, is we just play numerous songs and we praise God while doing it. Hence, praise and worship. <laughs> and this particular guest speaker at that moment was between 10 to 15 minutes late. And during that time, <laughs> it, it seemed that the praise of worship was being dragged on. Because we usually start praise and worship at 11 o'clock around that time. So we usually have it for approximately an hour. And it was dragging on. Or at least that's how it felt. That's how I felt. It was just dragging on like... Why are we still doing praise and worship? Not that I wasn't enjoying it or I didn't enjoy it that day, but it just felt in the atmosphere that we were just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it back because of this guest speaker. And then after one song, my pastor made the statement that, you know, we. You need to stop. And he wasn't calling anybody out, but I presume he sensed the emotion in the room where people was like, okay, why are we still doing praise and worship? Like, it's 10, 15 minutes past noon. And he was stating that, you know, we need to stop being in this rush now. We don't not having now mentality. Like God doesn't run on a schedule. God is eternal. Okay? And we need to stop being so quick to want something and get out instead of just being there and praising God regardless of the time. And the reason why I also I believe he used the use the word microwave because this is more of a health perspective. When you use a microwave to, for a side note, when you use a microwave to warm your food, 
you're essentially yeah it cooks the food faster right well what you're doing is killing the any nutrition that was in that food you essentially killed it because of the radioactive components to that microwave that kills the nutrients so instead of getting your food and warming it up quickly hence the microwave use the oven because the oven even though it will take longer to warm up or cook your food you'll still maintain all of those nutritional components to that food. So his point was, I didn't catch it then, but his point was we need to have an oven mentality and not a microwave mentality. Because we're a microwave mentality, we may get what we want now but is it truly going to provide the nutritions that will greatly benefit us as, as opposed to the oven where it, it will take longer for the food to cook. But man, when that food is ready, you're going to enjoy much, much more. I give you a personal example. When I first switched over to, I know I'm getting off topic, but I'm just flowing. The first time I switched over from a microwave to the oven, and ever since then, I only used a microwave one time in my entire life. You know, I can recall when I worked at Stanford. And I was at Starbucks and I went to go get a cookie. And I saw I saw one of the workers about to put the cookie in the microwave. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't microwave it. Just just give it to me how it is. <laughs> well, to the original story. The the last time I used a microwave. It was to warm up a Philly cheesesteak that I got from Stu Leonard's. Ate the whole thing, no biggie. When I then put it in the oven to warm up, first it tasted differently. It tasted better. I, did, I didn't even finish the whole thing. Why? Because any nutrients that was on that food, in that food, it stayed. So that provided the extra filling in my belly. For a lack of words. So that's the whole, my whole point is in telling you all that is it's important to be patient. 
It's important to be patient because of the anticipation. You know, if we if we wanted everything now, at this moment, one, would you really enjoy it? Two, you might not even, you might not truly need it now. You may want it for whatever reason, but do you need it now? And see, God, God knows better than anyone. Anyone. And I can't tell you how many times where I wanted something, I said, God, please give it to me. You know, I'm begging and whatnot. And I wouldn't get it. And then the moment that I absolutely needed it, God provided it. And that that's been my experience with patience. And see, another aspect of patience, and this is when I'll get into the scripture and the lesson for today, the teaching for today, the patience with people. Whether it's with their lifestyle, in a good way, whether it's with their transitioning into a godly lifestyle, whether it's even like in sports, going back to sports again, a player might be trash. The player not be that might not be that good. Some people learn faster than the others. Oh my gosh, I could only imagine. What if, when I was in special ed, from sixth grade up until halfway through ninth grade, what if people weren't patient with me in certain aspects? What if it's like, oh my gosh, you're too damn slow. What's the matter with you? I remember I had a math teacher in my freshman year of high school. I won't say his name. But he was the most impatient teacher I ever had. Like, if you didn't get a math equation right, he would slam the desk. It's out of frustration. Instead of understanding, hey, this person is struggling in this aspect while certain people struggle in that aspect. And see, if you haven't played on a sports team, it is my belief, just being someone who's played on sports teams since seven years old. I played on many of them, different kinds. If you truly haven't played on the sports team, or even coached on a sports team, you truly don't know the importance of being a team player, even patience. Because in order to have patience, you got to have understanding. Understanding and knowledge. Okay? Why understanding? Because you need to understand why this person is the way that they are. See, people aren't the way that they are for no reason. There's always a backstory behind it. And... 
because of that backstory, they may struggle in certain areas. You know, I I won't say this person's name, but this person essentially was disingenuous when telling somebody something. And I was at the gym. And after I got out of the gym, I said to myself, wait a minute. Ain't no way they told this person this. No way. And me having the police mindset, the detective mindset, or just being the questioning person that I am, because I question everything, except things of God. When it comes to God, if it's in the Bible, that's how it is. Leave it at that. If you... Now, if you want to be more in-depth in the scripture, different ball game. Same part, different ball game. So going back, uh, I <laughs> after I got out the gym, I said, no way this person told this person that. No way. And I said to myself, did this person lie? Okay, because it comes to me. I'm I'm very strict on comes to lying, comes to lying. Right, ever since I got saved, less than a handful of times that I've lied straight up to somebody. Okay, first time, not the first time possibly, but one time was to a science teacher. He asked me if I cheated on the test. Second time was at a barbecue. One of my siblings asked me, did I take something? And I said, no. Another time was because if I didn't lie, I was put in a position where if I didn't lie, people possibly wouldn't end up in jail. So, and I told the person after I made that lie, and I, man, I felt so bad. Oh. Felt so bad. And I, I told the person, I said, I will never lie to you again. I don't care what the circumstances are. And off the top of my head, that's that's literally the amount of times I've lied. I believe there's one more, but I don't remember it right now. The point is, I'm very stern when it comes to being honest. Being transparent. Just be straight up with people. So. Uh, <laughs> so I, I confronted this person via text. And long story short. I, I went off. I went off. My, my delivery was very strong. As in most of my deliveries, when I talk to people, and here's why. Here's why. And I explained to this person. When I'm passionate about something, and it's something that it is of importance, because it's life or death. Like, the, the things of God, it is not a game. It's not a game. You, you, you can't pick and choose when to do right and when to do wrong. I'm a very black and white person. You either tell the truth at all times 
or you just lie at all times. Okay? Because in the scripture, it, it tells that it, it's better to be on one side of the coin, one of the sides of the coin, than to be lukewarm. You know? Because lukewarm just basically means you're confused. And do you want to be a person of confusion? I think not. I don't think anybody will want to be in a place of confusion. You know, midlife crisis and all that. And I would explain to this individual, when I'm passionate about something, and it's of importance, it's something that can ruin relationships, that can ruin friendships, can ruin your life, like the people around you. You, you gotta shut it down. You can't let that slip. White lie, black lie, blue lie, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be, you, you gotta shut it down so this person or people understand, I don't play that mess. And I said to this individual, don't you ever, ever lie to me, be disingenuous, always be transparent. No matter what, I don't care what it is. If you need to tell me that I look fat, that I got a problem, tell me. Instead of when I ask you, hey, do you think I'm fat? No, I don't think you're fat. I just think you're a little on the heavy side. No! Tell me that I'm fat. I'd rather you be transparent and blunt with me than beating around the bush, sugarcoating. But now, here's the problem with that, potentially. Not everyone, not that they can't handle it, they are in a place in their life where they are not able to mentally comprehend that type of delivery. And that's something that has been the hardest thing for me to master, in a sense, ever since I got saved, is having patience, understanding, and compassion for people. Because I've always looked at it as, if I'm telling people the truth, who cares how I deliver it? Who cares? If you are not woman enough or man enough to handle the truth, the truth that is going to save your life, that will save your life, that's your problem. That, I, it's not my fault that you're going to get offended. And you're too damn soft. Like that, this is what my mentality <laughs> for many years, many years, and a lot. And that's not the way to do it. It's not. It, going back to the team aspect of things, you gotta know your teammates. Some players, you can be rough with them. 
Some players, you got to, for lack of a better term, cuddle them in a way. Because <laughs> everybody's different. Every, that's the reality of the world. Everybody's different. God made everybody different. So, I said what I said. Two days later, I almost had this person out of my life. And I was humbled real quick, real quick. And <laughs> this person now, we had a long conversation and we're good now. But that humbled me quick because I did not show compassion in that moment. I did not show patience, and I did not show understanding. You know, the, the scripture states, you know, be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. What is that? What does that mean? You know, speak wisdom through the abundance of God. Speak wisdom to people. Obviously, don't throw God in their face, but speak wisdom to people. Say things in a way that people will understand from different aspects of their lives. But while you do it, do it out of love. In this case, for today's topic, do it out of understanding. Do it out of patience. Do it out of compassion. Okay? Everybody operates differently. Everybody's at a different point in their life. With me, I've been very fortunate and blessed where I was brought up the right way. And I, through my experiences, mainly because I was bullied for four years, actually five years, five years, that I was very hearted. Hearted in the sense that you can say anything you want about me. It ain't going to affect me. It will not affect me. Because I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And I grew to have a mentality that's very black and white. You know? I remember Pat Riley had a quote when he coached the New York Knicks. And it's actually part of the reason why I named the show All In, All Out. And Pat Riley said... Essentially, there's two things in life. You're either in or out. You know, it's either black and white. The quote ended. But life is black and white most of the time. Some things provide context. But in the grand scheme of things, life is black and white. You either win or you lose. You're still Wills, Pharaohs, <laughs> Lion, and Talladega Knights. You're either your first or your last. You either pass or you fail. But life is very, it's simple. When it comes to good and bad, it's very simple. Very simple. And people tend to make things more complicated than what they are. 
Cause life is not hard. You may go, you will go through hard times, trials and tribulations, but if you just be black and white about things, you know, just do good. Just do good because it's right. Right is right, no matter what. Don't do bad because it's bad. Be pay- and most importantly, not most importantly, but also be patient when someone is still learning to get out of that bad, to get out of that losing mentality and come over to the winning side. Because as I said, patience is an art. It takes time. We need to stop having this microwave mentality. And I get it. Life can end tomorrow. Life can end at this moment. You could drop dead at, at a moment. I'm just being transparent with all of you. So I understand the mentality of wanting now. But that's why, again, I said patience is a skill. It's an art form. And to have patience, to understand patience. And don't don't get me wrong. There are moments when you need to be assertive. You need to to push through things. You need to get things done now. Of course, there's a time and place for that. But when it comes to things with God and your desires... So I, another scripture in the Bible, you have not because you ask not, okay? Once you, you ask what you want, you prayed about it, you meditate on it, and you ask God, okay, this is what I want, right? And then you go back to another scripture in the Bible, without faith, without works is dead, okay? You got to work it, but according to what God tells you to do, because and I'm a witness to it. I tried to do it without God. Even though I was young, I tried to do it without God and I failed. I failed. I was miserable. Miserable, depressed. It was horrible. And that's when patience come in. That's what you got to do. In accordance to patience. All right. With that being said, let's get to some scripture. Because I got to back this up with some scripture. Because patience is actually one of the fruits of the Spirit. And in, in, in accordance to Galatians 5.22. But let's read some scriptures. Alright. First scripture is in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 in the NLT. For those who don't know what the NLT stands for, it's the New Living Translation. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Again, what I said earlier, do good because it's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest, a blessing, if we don't give up. And I want to touch on this scripture real quick. Again, let's not get tired of doing what is good. You do right because it's right. You don't do wrong because it's wrong. Simple as that. I can relate to the scripture strongly based on my job at AT&T. There were moments I wanted to quit. There were moments where I said to myself, I, I can't take enough of this abuse. 
I can't take enough of this harassment. I can't take enough of this environment. I just go back to my old job. But God told me on that car ride, 28th of January, keep doing what you're doing because you're not doing anything wrong. I got you. When God was telling me, don't quit. I, I know it's going to be hard, but I need you there. And I got you. Like, don't worry. You will. You, you are covered. And again, with my black and white mentality, I said, okay. Not a problem. I got you, God. And when you're patient in that regard, when you don't give up, when you don't quit, at, again, in the scripture, at just the right time, God's time. Because God knows best and better than anyone in this world. You will reap a harvest, a blessing, if you just don't give up. Stay in accordance to God's plan. Don't throw in the towel. It will be tough. Let me tell y'all something, man. If you're living for God and you're living a godly lifestyle, it's going to be freaking hard at times. It's going to be because we live in an evil world where the devil has a lease on this planet. Because when Adam fell, he gave the lease, he gave the earth to God. He gave the earth to the devil. But Adam fell, that happened. So Satan has a lease on this planet. Okay, and devil knows he's whipped, as my bastard would say, but he's still acting like he hasn't lost. And what Satan is trying to do is just take down and deceive more people as possible until Armageddon comes, when Jesus comes back. All right, so it's going to be tough. Especially when you're around unbelievers. And for other people out there, when you're doing right, no matter what, when you're doing good, no matter what, and you're around people who do the opposite, you're going to piss them off. You're going to irritate them. Okay? But that's why you're there. To be a light shining in their darkness. Because they're watching you. They're watching. And they're seeing how you act. So that means we're held to a higher standard. But that's when you gotta show that your actions are louder than your words. And not quit. Because it's easy to give up. But it shows true character. Shows integrity. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, one of my favorite quotes. A man's true character is not shown in moments of comfort and convenience. But it's shown in moments of controversy and challenge. When your back's against the wall, what you gonna do? 
What are you going to do? You got to have patience and stand your ground. That's a must. It's a must. But I promise you, if you do, you will receive a blessing. All right, next scripture. Philippians 4, 6. Chapter 4, verse 6, NLT. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Okay. What I will say about this scripture is, of course, we're going to have moments when we worry. Heck, I worry every day for a moment about when this, wonder if this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But I always come back down to the Spirit of God and say to myself, Ryan, God's got your back. Talking in third person. God's got your, your back, Ryan. Ain't nothing to worry about. Because worry breeds fear. And when it comes to fear, oh, oh, you won't succeed in life if you live in fear. I'll tell you that straight up. And I refuse to live in fear. And praying. I'm not saying you gotta pray for five minutes, ten minutes, but a, a prayer stating, God, and, and the end part of the scripture, thank him for all he has done. Any of you can simply say, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the blessing that you've given to me in my life. I thank you for taking me from where I'm from years ago and giving me the life that I have now because I know without you, I wouldn't be nowhere. I'll be going to hell. And Father God, I thank you for everything that you have given me. I thank you for everything that you will give me. I thank you for the blessings and the fortune you've given me in my life. No matter how many times I fell, no matter how many times I disobeyed you, you showed mercy on me and I thank you. I thank you for giving me what I desire within you, Lord. I thank you and I'm grateful for you. I thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Boom! Whew, actually, I felt, that's, whew, I felt good. <laughs> but it could be something simple as that. Simple as that. And if you can speak in tongues, hey, the spiritual language. Okay. <laughs> but the whole point I'm saying is while you're being patient, don't worry. Worry, hence fear. Don't be fearful of anything. Because realize 
as long as God got your back and you know and you believe that God has your back, you have nothing to worry about. As long as you're following what God says, you'll be good. He got you, as God once told me. All right. Second scripture, Romans 12, 12, NLT. Rejoice in our confidence, hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Again, it's pretty much similar to the Philippian scripture. But the key word in this scripture I real quick want to talk about is confidence. And you got to have confidence in this thing. And confidence essentially is coming from the word trust. Because if you're confident about something, you're trusting that thing is going to happen. If you're confident in God that he's going to give you this, that, and the other, you're trusting God for it. And you got to embrace that confidence. you got to embrace that trust. Even though you might not see it, even though what you ask for might be or it seems impossible, you still got to believe in it. You got to have confidence in it. Because you don't have confidence in it, do you truly believe it? Or are you just saying it out of hope? Out of, oh, I might be lucky if this happens. Got to be confident in what you said. You got to believe it. If you're confident in it, you believe in it. And that only comes for the abundance of the heart. And the second part of the scripture, be patient in trouble. Again, goes back to the Philippian scripture. Don't worry about anything. Worry, fear, trouble. They all correlate in one unison. And if you feel that way, if you feel troubled, if you fear, if you feel fearful in a way, pray. Philippians, pray about everything. Romans 12, 12, keep on praying. Prayer works. Last scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 25 in the ESV. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Again, even though we might not see it with our natural eyes, even though with our natural eyes, it may seem bad. Again, at that job, it didn't seem good with the natural eyes. There were, there were days, many days that I felt alone, that I felt God didn't have my back in that moment. But I knew to be patient. I knew that after I came back down from a certain conflict or a manager saying something, I knew that I just need to stay patient. God told me he got my back. Okay, God, I still trust you. I know it's going to work out. 
I don't know when it's going to be over, but I know you got me no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. God got your back. Even when you don't feel like he got your back. He got your back. That's the last thing I'll say on patience. I would admonish all of you to meditate on why you're not patient. Because there are all there's things in our lives that we don't want to be patient for. No. So I admonish to all of you, look at your life, ask yourself, why am I not patient in this certain area? Why am I, why do I feel such a urgent need for this or that? Once you answer that question, meditate on that. And then ask God. Ask your pastor. Read your word. Develop that skill of patience. Because that's the old saying go, patience is key. You gotta take your time with things. It's like with the gym. If I wasn't patient, I want to have gained 20 pounds of muscle. Because the results are not going to show themselves immediately. Definitely faster than others. But it's not going to show immediately after a week or a couple of days. It takes months. Months. And when you truly want something. You will be patient for it because you know when the day comes, when you finally get what you desire in accordance to God, it, it will feel like the most magical thing in the world because you wanted it for so long and now that you got it, huh, amazing. Amazing. That's all I got for today. I hope that all of you, any of you who are listening, learn something from today. Any of you can follow me on any of my social media platforms. They they will be in the description below. Please leave a five-star rating. Leave a comment if you so desire. If you don't, don't do it. And with that being said, take care.